Manchester has come third in a timeout sur- survey of uh, cities, which is great. I live in that fair city. And uh, Bradley Harris, the North the Northwest correspondent, is there in front of a Manchester taxi. Um, goes to Galaxy says, tell us why it's so good. I love it. Pause. Simon McCoy. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not full-throated approval, is it, Simon? To Bradley Harris. I love it. I, I, I'm telling you, I love it more than you do. I want to trump you both by saying I love it. We've got problems with this picture. It keeps pixelating. Here comes a taxi driver to talk to us. Oh, it's a tour guide. Well, this might be more interesting, actually. He's the only green badge um, tour guide in Manchester. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Bradley keeps looking at the camera as if to say, yeah, keep listening. Don't need that. He's engaging enough as it is. And Simon McCoy comes in just to denigrate the whole thing. He sounds like he's from Liverpool. Ask him where he's from. I'm from Crumpsall, which is in Manchester. Yeah, you don't sound like you're from Liverpool at all, mate. Goodness sake, Simon. Really denigrating Manchester. Terrible. Tour guide gentleman just uh, laughs at that. Quite rightly so. Well, people can pick what they want, can't they? It's quite right. Yeah, denigrated, mate. He was, uh, was, that's, that's a terrible thing to do. On a piece about Manchester, you sound like you're from Liverpool. Oh, shock him. Now, Kirsty wants to uh, ask a story about, uh, are you looking forward to driving Cristiano Ronaldo round in your cab? Because, you know, she's a sports fan. But she prefaces that discussion by saying, well, Simon's going to go mad at me, you know, usual eye rolling. (laughs) Just aren't really getting on, are they? But let us celebrate. Let us celebrate Manchester. Wonderful. And Liverpool gets a, gets a little mention too, which is quite right, because it's a wonderful city as well. And despite Simon McCoy's attempts to pour cold water on all this, because he lives in London and he's a very metropolitan gentleman, perhaps, that's much better. Rosie writes in the studio, sort of teetering on one of those cheap-looking plastic chairs. They really, it doesn't look good, you know. It really doesn't. It just doesn't look like, in some ways, money hasn't been spent on some things. It's not good for a TV news channel. Talking about a falling overseas students, sharp falling EU students after Brexit. Let's see if the Brexit supporting, in general, GB News will try and spin this. Nick Hillman, who's the Director of Higher Education Policy Institute, bats away um, Simon McCoy's first sort of, oh, well, you know, but but there is a a sort of scheme for this. Yes, but the big driver here is EU students not coming. You see, you can't get round it, really. I think Nick's talking from his bedroom. You can see the bed head on one so with a with a little uh, built-in light, that's nice. That's nice. Wallpapers, all wallpaper looks to be shiny, like a sort of um, not flock, but you know that sort of thing with a paisley sort of pattern on it. Ooh, very nice. What can we do to entice students to come here and study? Apparently, that's the question. There are some changes. 
Mr. Hillman admits uh, and accepts, but they haven't been very well uh, advertised. This is about Brexit, isn't it? And they're sort of they're sort of pussyfooted around it on GB News because generally there are a lot of people I have on there, like Nigel Farage, support it. Yeah. They talked to a gentleman about um, the issues around COVID and the way it's affecting younger people. Uh, they have a rapper on. And uh, at the end, he talked about uh, what Simon McCoy's rap name might be. And he said, you'll get it one day, mate. You'll get it one day. Uh, Simon McCoy, McCoy says, so will you. He's kind of half laughing and half not very happy because he's a youngster and I'm a, I'm a Victorian father type, perhaps. It doesn't seem like a very good exchange, that laughing, but ooh, there's something underneath that. Tom Harwood's outside Downing Street, pulling a large duty again. Can't hear him. It goes on for at least 10 seconds, maybe longer. And then just opening and closing his mouth, no noise coming out. They go back to Simon and Kirsty. Wait, uh, can't, can't uh, hear him, says Kirsty. <laughs> they, they're so used to this now and how terrible these technical issues are that um, it's really hanging heavy on them. Okay. <laughs> Kirsty's just sighing all the time. Not ideal at all. We have now, uh, talking about social care funding, a local businessman or a businessman who says we do need a low tax culture which uh, helps businesses and keeps wealthy people on our shores. But we need to balance that with a fair society. That will mean borrowing more money then, won't it? Because it's not rocket science, as a lot of people say, and you can't have one without the other. See how this works? Apparently, uh, people need to get back to, to the office, the gentleman says, so they can take care of their their subordinates. Not their coordinates, their subordinates. Subordinates. He, he, by the way, he's in, a, he's in his living room with a rather large picture of a tiger behind him. Or a lion. We can only see the mouth, but it's a bit disconcerting. I have to say that he's talking about people getting back to work, people need to get back to work, but looks like he's at home. It does look like that. Oh, he's uh, he's calling from Monaco. So uh, there you go. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I that brings an awful lot of questions up, doesn't it? You're a businessman. You can talk about the NHS. Where are you calling from? Monaco. Okay. Oh, he's actually being trapped by COVID in Monaco. So that, that's all right then, in some ways. So at least he's able to. At least he's, he's, he's given us a reason why he's in Monaco. And in this occasion, Simon McCoy was right to say, why are you in Monaco? Because he has been talking about the British economy and paying taxes. So good to clear that up. That lion picture's still disconcerting, though. Well, he is actually doing something around, as he says, wealthy people. Ask them to uh, donate a, a million pounds over 10 years to help people. That's good. Good stuff. Um, but I'm... There is a dichotomy, isn't there, between a low-tax economy and a fairer economy. It's not just about wealthy people putting their hands in their pockets and giving some money to charity. It's about everybody being part of this economy. So there are further questions to be asked here, but um, not on GB News, I don't think.
Tom Harwood's back and we can hear him this time. Well, you, you put your preference there, don't you? Yeah. I've got Rosie Wright here again. Uh, enjoying the humour this morning, aren't you? Says Kirsty. Great working with Simon through gritted teeth. <laughs> sure there's something going on behind this. And I have seen a very public spat between them both fairly recently. Oh dear. It's fun watching it play out. We've of course been talking throughout uh, GB News Breakfast today about um, Manchester being named the third best city in a timeout poll, which I believe is uh, entirely appropriate. Um, and uh, Bradley, who's Northwest um, a reporter and lives in Manchester, and has lived there for about six years, he says, uh, has been riding around with the first um, green badge tour guide and taxi driver um, combination. Nice bloke. Really um, talks about Manchester. Of course he does. And a, a, an interesting bloke to talk to. Very open and lovely. Been riding around in his cab. Um, so they do their last little comment there. And... Um, and <laughs> um, earlier on, Simon McCoy had been sort of almost denigrating Manchester. And... Um, says, thank you very much, Bradley, and nice to see you driving around there in a London cab, in a taxi cab. So you can see where his mind is, can't you? They're talking about uh, Britney Spears and uh, and Daniel Craig talking about the pain and the anguish and the pressure he was under as 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 Bond. And they've asked their reporter who's uh, calling from home uh, who her favourite James Bond is, because as Kirsty says, there's so much terrible stuff going on in the world, this is more light-hearted. We're desperate for light-hearted stuff. But they've, um, they seem to have junked the, um, the people coming on, usually comedians, to go through the light-hearted stories in the paper. Uh, cue much grimacing from Kirsty when they're a little bit um, inappropriate for the morning. And also they seem to have junked the Great British Breakfast Club, where they have ordinary British people talking uh, about uh, ordinary British problems. So... These were supposed to be some kind of um, supposed to be some kind of lighter-hearted stuff. Not helping them, are they? And they're changing things on the hoof, which is something GBN seem to like to do. They talk about the possibility of uh, someone like Idris Elba becoming the next Bond, and. Um, and Sam McCoy said, it was written by Ian Fleming, who was a white British man. And then he really looks purse-lipped. Oh, he's not very happy about that. Oh, how dare they change his childhood view. We're off. We'll see you next week. Get to the point now with Patrick and... But we'll see you next... do 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 Blimey, I can't wait to get rid of them. God, blimey. There's so much to enjoy on GB News Breakfast. That's if you're not a GB News fan. If you are, there ain't much to enjoy. Ta-ta.